You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Um, it is a bye week, but we still got some news coming in. So we'll start today with an injury update. And first with a couple wide receivers. So um, Sonny Dyke said earlier this week on Savion Williams that he expects him to be back in practice um, this week. So the team actually had Monday and Tuesday off, but they're practicing Wednesday through Friday this week. So we're listening to this on a Thursday. Um, Savion Williams should be back in practice. He should be full go, no issues before uh, the Frogs hit the field against SMU. And sticking with that receiver group, um, some some bad news on the injury front is Quincy Brown, who went down after catching a touchdown pass. Uh, looked like an ankle injury. He's going to be out for a while, according to Sonny Dykes. No clear timetable, uh, but missing some significant time. And it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, Quincy's a guy that really emerged towards the end of last year when Quentin Johnston was dealing with some issues, some injury issues, and made a few plays. Um, and there's just always been a lot of excitement around him because of sort of his journey to TCU, was a really highly rated recruit. Originally, I believe, was going to go to Mississippi State before ending up in Fort Worth. So um, wanted to see him kind of emerge this season. He had a nice game against Tarleton. Had two touchdown um, receptions. Seemed like they were trying to make a point to get him involved in the screen game a little bit. Um, So unfortunate that he'll be out for some time. But part of the game, um, hopefully he can bounce back quickly. And, you know, Savion's a guy who had a really good fall camp. And they've, they've found some creative ways to get him the football. Would love to see him be a more consistent threat in the passing game. Um, but it's, uh, it's good to see that, you know, he's available. He's still finding his way in this offense. And the, the dream of Quentin Johnson and Savion Williams on the outside uh, is, is a dream of a, a really productive receiving core. And I, I think that can still come to fruition. That can still happen. You know, Quentin didn't – hey, another game where he wasn't really targeted much. Um, I don't know if he got banged up as well, but he wasn't He wasn't very active after the first quarter. So you hope this SMU game is where you start to see him emerge. But I'm, I've been disappointed so far. I know it's early. They've won without him. It hasn't really been a factor yet. They're 2-0. The offense uh, hummed pretty well against Tarleton, which they should. I'm not going to give them – a lot of gold stars for doing that. However, got to find a way to get him the ball. And I, I hope with the SMU game, they start to, you know, make that a priority. But it seems like early on, and I don't know if this is just a factor of, you know, the quarterbacks and, and Max Duggan and Chandler Morris. I think part of it's the play calling. But there's a real even distribution here. I mean, everybody's kind of getting their opportunities to catch the, to catch the football and make plays. And make an impact. So that's the receiving core. Um, want to return to quarterback in a second. We'll actually spend segment two today talking about this QB situation. But on the safety front, uh, Bud Clark. So he is still out, and they've been kind of vague about his injury. They've they've never said it's serious. You know, they've been optimistic about him coming back, but this is, I, I think, week three or four of him still not being out there and being a participant in practice. Um, so at the moment, according to Sonny Dykes. He's questionable for the SMU game. They're going to hopefully know more by the end of this week what his status is going to be. Um, 
they think he's on track to get back fairly quickly, but still no definitive timetable. And they need they need him out there. I mean, Abraham Kamara, who's who's filled in, um, has struggled at times in coverage. The last few seasons, SMU, you know, last year with Tanner Mordecai, who was originally a quarterback at OU and then transferred to SMU. Before that, Shane Bouchelle. They have torn up this TCU secondary. Um, and, of course, part of that is Sonny Dykes and Garrett Riley and before him, Rhett Lashley, who is now the head coach at SMU, calling plays, making it difficult. But the corner play, the safety play, um, has not been great. And the ability for SMU to take advantage and make big plays in the passing game has really been unacceptable. And I think it's been the, the biggest difference – in these games besides the fact that it just shocked me, especially last season, how SMU just whipped TCU up front. So Bud Clark getting back in the lineup would be significant. Um, they need guys that can cover. They need athletes who can get out there and run with these athletic wideouts, athletic skill players that SMU is going to put on the field uh, a week from Saturday. So get that defense at full strength. Um, I am ready to see what Joe Gillespie does the defense has been really effective. It's been going against some pretty anemic offenses so far. I am really curious to see what he does against, you know, a team with some with some teeth, right? A team that can actually challenge them athletically. Uh, but you want your secondary at full strength. So hopefully Bud Clark can make his return and can be effective um, in coverage and playing safety for TCU. Because, man, they, they, need, they need that. They need him in the lineup as soon as possible. And it just concerns me how vague they've been. I mean, Sonny overall has been very forthright, very honest about these injury situations, injury updates. But I don't know. It seems like maybe there's more going on there. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's just one of those day-to-day things that truly is a day-to-day situation that's taking longer than we thought. And then Chandler Morris, you know, not a huge update here, but they think he's on track to come back quickly, did not give – a definitive timetable. I would be pretty shocked, based on what we know, if Chandler ends up back for the SMU game. I think it's going to be Max Duggan's team. Uh, not forever, but for that game specifically. And TCU can certainly win with him at quarterback. But maybe he comes back and maybe he makes an appearance. I want to talk about this quarterback situation more in segment two because uh, a few of you had comments on YouTube earlier this week. I want to read those. I want to respond to them. I know, I know who the opponent was. I realize it, guys. I, I promise you I do. But I was impressed with Max's passing ability on Saturday against Tarleton. And I'm not creating a QB controversy. I just think he is setting himself up to get an opportunity to maybe win this job back. We'll talk about that next. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, segment two here on Locked on Horn Frogs. And I said this earlier this week. I said, listen, I understand you have to temper expectations. You, have to put, you always have to put things in context. Max had almost 400 yards passing on Saturday. He threw five touchdowns. It's against Tarleton. I get it. But it was to me, it was the throws that he made, some of the dimes that he dropped, some of the throws in traffic, the way he placed the football that was impressive to me, the way he made plays in rhythm. I just thought he looked more comfortable than he ever has. And I, I, I brought the point, hey, did he make a statement? Did he do enough to sort of say maybe this 
QB situation is not fully settled. And a few of you responded to me, and I wanted to read that. This is on YouTube. Byron Bailey, he congratulated me on, on the birth of my son, TJ. Thank you, Byron. Uh, he said, I know I sound like a hater, but Max literally had five or six seconds to throw the ball. Tarleton game didn't really show me much. It makes me confident in him facing SMU. He thinks if Sam Jackson got more snaps, he would have the same or better stat lines. Either way, he wishes they play. He, he wishes that they played Tarleton first, then Colorado to see uh, some passing against some better athletes. Okay, so I get that, Byron. You were you were thinking, okay, I would love to have seen Max throw the ball more against Colorado, against the Power Five team, to see uh, how he would fare, see how he would do, because he threw the ball three times against the Buffaloes in the second half, and really, I mean, they were all short throws. Um, I get it, and I, I think it's it's fair to say, hey. There's not a lot you can take from that football game. Um, and Sam Jackson was impressive in the few drives that he had. I don't know if he would have had the efficiency that Max had on Saturday, but I could definitely see him having an explosive night, right? Like he could have piled up a lot of yards also through the air, and I would expect him to throw some touchdown passes. He has a ton of ability. Like you see it jump off the page when he gets on the field. He had a dart to Gunnar Henderson on what looked like an RPO, but he just placed perfectly – um, right over the linebacker who was trying to drop back in coverage, hit him in stride. And, I mean, that's the, that's the kind of arm talent he has. So it's, it's fair to say that maybe Sam would have done that. I was just we, – we got to see more of Max, and I was impressed with his body of work uh, through the course of the game against uh, the Texans. And then Tommy Fisher said, I think Max has earned the right to start until Chandler comes back and needs to be – and to be honest – if he continues to play like this, he needs to stay out there. Um, I was big on Chandler. Max has played better this year in his opportunities. Excited about Jackson, but I don't think he's ready to be the guy full-time. I'm very happy with Max, and I'm happy he didn't tuck it and run it, stayed in the pocket, read the defense, and threw the correct person where it needed to be. Yeah, and I think that's a big point as far as uh, his growth goes, Tommy. Um, because, yes, it's it's easy for him to get into the mentality of, okay, let me make these plays with my feet because that's what I'm best at. That's what I know I can always do. I can always bail out um, and and get downhill and get some yardage. And I think play callers pander to that a little bit too or have in the past. And I think they did that even against Colorado. It's like, all right, well, we know we can sort of bully this team. We know Max is a bulldozer out there. We'll get him going uh, up the middle and we'll you know filter on our running backs as well and we'll be fine. They didn't do that though against uh, Tarleton, and it worked well. So we'll see what the game plan is against SMU. I think Chandler Morris, um, as of now, I would expect if he's healthy and he's ready to go, that he starts the SMU game. And I would say that's totally fair, given the fact that he won the job during fall camp. I'm just wondering in my mind, if Sonny Dykes is, is really telling the truth, that he believes there's three quarterbacks on that roster that they can win with, and that that battle was so close that even, you know, a week and a half before the season started, he publicly wasn't willing to name a starter. Maybe privately he made up his mind. But if it really, if that battle really did extend into fall camp and Max was that close, then if he continues to play well, do you ride the hot hand? Because I like Chandler a lot, and I, I lobbied for him to be the starter for the season. I said, listen, you know, that Baylor game, was an eye-opener. You saw the poise. You saw the moxie. You saw the talent that he has. And I think Max possesses those characteristics too. Um, but it just it felt right to have Chandler Morris out there. 
And I, I feel like Max has kind of been a victim of he's been the face of the program the last few years, and it's a program that struggled. But Chandler won the job fair and square. So if he's healthy and he's ready to go for SMU, then you put him out there and you see how he does. However, if he's not and, and Duggan continues to play well against the Ponies, then I think you have a decision to make when it comes to that OU game in a few weeks. And you have to go with the guy that's playing the best at the moment because none of them have – I mean, Max has made a lot of starts. But I wouldn't say he has this amazing track record. Chandler obviously hasn't really played a whole lot, neither has Sam. Um, so I, I think that's part of the reason why Sonny was kind of non-committal during the offseason is because he knows this could be a, a never-moving target, right? Um, and we'll see what happens throughout the course of the year. But I'm, I'm very curious to see what the game plan is if Max plays against SMU and how he handles himself. Now, they've scored pretty well. The offense has not been super efficient. They've had some turnovers, had some issues. But they've been able to score, you know, over 30 points or 40 points in these games against SMU in the last few years. Um, and Byron on YouTube went on to talk about the defense as well. He thinks the defense is going to hold up pretty well against SMU. He's curious to see what they do against some Big 12 teams with better offensive lines. And I agree with him. I think that's going to be a huge test for this unit moving forward. We'll close out the bye week tomorrow with some more TCU football talk. Um, and then we just got game after game after that. So it's exciting. Thank you for tuning into the show today. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. Again, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day.